Thank you for joining me for Season 2, Episode 2 of the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green, and the title for our lesson for today is Everyday Christians and Community Involvement. I'm extremely excited about this episode. If you remember Episode 12 of last season, I talked about service as a part of my series on casual Christianity or dedicated discipleship. And in that series, you might remember, I was discussing the difference between just being casual Christians, sort of in the pew on Sunday and and maybe Wednesday, but other than that, not really doing much, and truly dedicated disciples who are actually living out their Christianity actively in the community and in their homes and so on and so forth, outside of just worship services and Bible classes. This is certainly something that I want to improve on in my life, as I hope that you do as well. And so I want to discuss community involvement today in hopes of fostering more service in my life as well as yours. Now I look forward to hopefully getting highly involved in the community here in Marietta, Oklahoma. And I'm going to talk about some things that I'm thinking about getting involved in here in a minute. But to recap why I believe it's important for Christians to get involved in the community, I want to look at several passages from Scripture before I uh, get down to some of those practical applications of this subject. First of all, in Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16, we need to understand that we as Christians are to to provide a good example to those around us. Well, how can we be a good example to others if really the only place we see our Christianity shining is in a church building? You see, we need to get outside of the church building and show our Christianity to the world around us. Matthew 5, verses 13 through 16. This, of course, is in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And he says there, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot of men. Basically, if if salt is not doing its job, if it's not flavoring, if it's not, as the King James says, I believe, savoring, the idea being preserving, if salt is not doing that, then it's useless. And you might as well just throw it out and let people walk all over it. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Well, this is a fundamental attribute of everyday Christianity, isn't it? We should be busy out in our communities doing good works. Why? For our glory? No, to glorify our Father in heaven. It's going to point people to Him. They're going to see Christ living in us. They're going to be pointed to the Father, and hopefully they will want to become Christians as well. They'll be inspired to become Christians. They may ask us, uh, what's going on? Why do you do this? And that gives us an opportunity to evangelize. That's my next point, and that is 1 Peter 3 and verse 15. There is an apologetic, evangelistic aspect of Christians getting involved in community service. 1 Peter 3 verse 15 says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, 
and always be ready to give a defense. King James says, give an answer to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. You need to be ready. When someone comes up to you and asks, why are you so hopeful? Why are you so optimistic? Why are you so joyful? Uh, don't you see what's going on in the world? And there's lots of bad things going on in the world, right? Didn't something bad just happen to you and your family? Why are you still joyful? People may ask us those kinds of questions if we're truly living out our Christianity the way that we're supposed to be living it out. Well, when they ask us those questions, we have to be ready to give an answer. So when we go out into our communities, hopefully those questions will come. We need to be praying for doors of opportunity for evangelism, and we can tie that into our community service, and we will get those opportunities. I can tell you this, a couple years ago, as I was really brand new to preaching, I was inspired by the preaching of Brother uh, Rob Whitaker, who at that time was at the church at, I think it's Red Boiling Springs, Tennessee, and now he works with uh, House to House Heart to Heart School of Evangelism in uh, Alabama. But I was inspired by some lessons that I attended on evangelism at PTP, Polishing the Pulpit, and he just did an amazing job inspiring me to evangelize. And one of the things that he mentioned in his seminar was that we need to pray for opportunities to evangelize. And then he said essentially this, when you pray that prayer, you better be ready because that prayer is going to be answered and you're going to get opportunities to evangelize. So you have to seize those opportunities. Well, I say all that to say this. When we are going out into our communities as active, everyday Christians, we need to look for those opportunities to evangelize and we need to pray for those opportunities. And then we need to take courage and seize those opportunities to get someone into a Bible study, to have a biblical discussion with them, to invite them to church, so on and so forth. All right, so that's 1 Peter 3.15. Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be always ready to give an answer or a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. And then Mark 16.15, the Great Commission. Jesus said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Well, the first step in going into all the world is to do what? It's to step outside our church buildings and to go into our community. There's a place, and, and I'm so thankful for um, mission work uh, out in foreign lands. And the church uh, where I was at in West Monroe, Louisiana, supports a missionary in Panama. They supported a missionary in India at one point. Um, I need to look into Marietta here and see if there's missionaries being supported. I'm not sure. Um, but I'm all for supporting those missionaries in foreign lands. That's, that's really important and, and good. But, folks, our homeland is a mission field, and we need to look at it that way. There are many people who do not know Christ or are in the land of confusion, if you will, uh, because of false doctrines in denominationalism that have taught false gospels and and have perverted uh, the good news of salvation, the, the plan of salvation, and those sorts of things. And we need to take the truth to them. And we can do that by getting involved in our communities with this ulterior motive, if you will, a good ulterior motive, of hopefully finding people to teach the gospel. So that's Mark 16, 15, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. 
The next verse I want to look at, several verses, is found in Matthew 25, verses 33 through 40. And at the end of the day, at the end of our lives, at the end of the world, the judgment scene, this passage shows us that Jesus is going to, to look at whether or not we were serving people. And if we weren't, it's not going to be good on the day of judgment. But, but if we were, he's going to uh, look at that um, fondly, uh, look at it well on, on our behalf. Matthew 25, verses 33 through 40. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. So that great parting that's going to happen on the day of judgment. The, the sheep, the, the righteous, will go to the right. The goats, the unrighteous, they will go to the left of our Lord. Verse 34, Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was unhungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee? and hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. You see, Jesus takes it personally when we help people. And uh, he looks upon it well as as things that we were supposed to be doing. Verse 41, Then shall he also say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was unhungered, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not. Sick, and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall, then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee in hungered, or thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. Again, Jesus takes it personally when we are serving others or we are failing to serve others. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. It's very important then for us to get involved in service. Galatians 5 verse 13, the last few words of that verse says, through love we are to serve one another. And in that context, I think it's referring to fellow Christians, serving fellow Christians, but we should also serve our communities as well, right? Because hopefully we want them to become fellow Christians through our influence and in, in converting them uh, to the Lord. And then finally, Mark 10, in verse 45, we as Christians need to follow the example of our Lord. Mark 10, verse 45, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus didn't come for his own glory, and when I study the Godhead and that's a difficult subject. Uh, I, I still have a hard time wrapping my mind around some of the things regarding uh, the Godhead. But one of the things that I've really focused on in my study of the Godhead recently is kind of the different roles 
of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Son did not come to glorify himself. He came to glorify the Father in heaven. I, th I find that very interesting. And um, he also did not come to glorify himself as it pertains to people, right? If any person that has ever walked to th this earth had the right to glorify himself, you would think it would be Christ, right? The Son of God. But he wasn't all about glorifying himself. He was humbling himself and serving other people. He was washing the disciples' feet for crying out loud, right? It's just amazing, the humility of our Lord. And he humbled himself, uh, being obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. It's just amazing what Jesus did for us, simply looking at the hum humiliation, the humbling that he underwent, leaving heaven, the Son of God, leaving heaven, coming to this old, wretched, sinful world, not because it was designed that way. God created it beautiful and perfect. But man came along, and Satan came along and tempted man, and we ruined it, right, because of sin. Well, Jesus Christ, it is amazing what he did for us when he came and humbled himself. He served us, talking about humanity. He served us, and ultimately he gave his life a ransom for many. Well, it only makes sense then, and... and um, it's only reasonable that we should serve others as well, just as Christ served others. So that, in a nutshell, with those verses, uh, that's a few reasons why we should be actively involved in community involvement, in, in service. I firmly believe that, and I have every intention here in, in Marietta of really getting involved as much as I can. Now, I have a wife and kids, and certainly my first responsibility is to them, and, and to the church here, but I have a indebted responsibility to my community as well. And so I'm really looking forward to getting involved in the community. Let's talk about some ways to serve your community. And there are many, okay? Uh, Boys and Girls Club. When you talk about the Boys and Girls Club, you're talking about disadvantaged children. Uh, they have a rough, lo a rough home life. Uh, maybe alcoholism, drugs involved, uh, maybe it's a, a one-parent household, maybe there's poverty. Uh, you can do a lot to mentor young children, the next generation upcoming uh, at the Boys and Girls Club. What about city beautification projects? That's something you can do to, to help out your community. You can uh, plant trees and flowers and, and uh, help with new walkways and things like that. You can pick up trash. Uh, you can work on building restoration, uh, dilapidated buildings that really need to uh, be improved and, and beautified, you can do that. What about helping the needy? Uh, serving in a, a soup kitchen, a food pantry, uh, the Meals on Wheels program there locally. You can get involved at the homeless shelter, right? There's all sorts of things that you can do to help people, uh, help the needy specifically. You can volunteer at a library. Maybe you can uh, volunteer to read to children or, or help the library staff if, if they need help with uh, whatever library staff do um, with all the books and, and things. Uh, you can volunteer at a hospital. Uh, maybe you can offer to be like a chaplain at a hospital, go and, and visiting people uh, who need help and, and, and are looking for comfort and hope 
in, in bad situations, being in the hospital. Maybe you, uh, talking to myself as, as a preacher, uh, or maybe an elder in the church, you can volunteer to, to do something like that. Maybe volunteering at a funeral home uh, with grief counseling or maybe funeral directing um, or preaching funerals. There, there are a lot of people who are not affiliated with, with churches. And what happens? Well, they die too, right? And, and they need funeral services done for them too. So uh, talking again to preachers, maybe you can go to the local funeral home and say, hey, look, if you ever have anybody who, who uh, needs a funeral but didn't have a preacher, let me know. And you can minister to grieving families that way, and you might uh, help some of them become Christians. Uh, there's a verse in Ecclesiastes, I want to say it's in chapter 7 if I remember right, um, that I like to quote sometimes at funerals. And it's the idea that it's better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. Why is that? Well, it, it, it's the idea of it in mourning, it, it, it helps us to realize what's important in life. It, and we, we look at our souls. And so you can help somebody with a, with a funeral type situation and, and you might minister to them in such a way that they, they think about their souls and they get right with the Lord. What about the city council? Christians are needed in local government, and they're needed in the national government too, aren't they? But you're needed in the local government. Why not uh, run as an alderman or uh, the police jury or the mayor? There's, there's opportunities in the city council where, where you can uh, get out front and lead in various ways and shine your light as a Christian. What about sports? You can volunteer as a coach. Uh, t-ball or soccer football what have you you can uh, volunteer at the concession stands you can volunteer to help with the upkeep of the sports fields there's there's many opportunities that we have uh, to get us out in our communities to get off the TV at night and, and off the iPads and the smartphones and that sort of thing and just get out in our communities and, and do some work and help people what about community events uh, volunteer to help organize a festival, uh, a back-to-school bash in the community or, or something like that. Maybe a, a backpack school supply giveaway, a, a clothing giveaway, things like this. What about camp? Uh, whether it be a, a local Christian camp that you're involved in or, or maybe it's a secular camp even. But you can volunteer as a, a counselor. You can uh, volunteer as kitchen staff, uh, facilities maintenance. Uh, the possibilities are endless, right? Lions Club, that's uh, something at uh, Marietta that I talked to somebody about um, yesterday, and I'm interested in that. I'd like to maybe get involved in that. The JCs, uh, another community service organization uh, in your local community. What about gift baskets or food, uh, potluck for the police or the, the fire department, the hospital staff, or the city council? Or uh, local businesses, hey, we're going to uh, bring food plates for free. We're going to bring those uh, to maybe sign up, you know, uh, local businesses sign up. And on Mondays and Thursdays uh, this month, we're going to bring free food just because we want to help out. And we want to let the community know we love them, right? There's all kinds of things if we really just use our creativity and we get out of our comfort zones and we're willing to work. There's all sorts of things 
that we can do in our communities to be helpful, you know, helping people and um, shining our light, being the salt of the earth in our local community. So what's the point of all this? There are many opportunities to serve in our communities. Our communities need the church to step outside the church building and to get to work. I'm not saying you have to devote 40 hours a week, uh, a full-time job to community service. I'm not saying you have to necessarily say, okay, every week, two hours I'm, I'm devoting. But do something. You can always do more than you're currently doing, right? Uh, if you're doing two hours a week right now, do four hours a week, right? Uh, if you're not doing anything right now, pick one Saturday and get started with one Saturday and do something for your community. That's the point I'm trying to make. We all can do better getting into our communities and getting involved, helping people, serving people, because that's what we're required to do if we're faithful Christians. And here's a secret. If you get outside your house, get outside your church building, and you do things, you know what's going to happen? You're going to feel really good about that. You're going to feel really good about making a difference in your community. It's going to boost your spirits. It's going to boost morale for you and for other Christians that are helping you. It's going to boost the morale of the church, local. It's really going to give you a sense of purpose. It's going to help people. I mean, there's the possibilities are endless. It's just going to help so many different things. And I can tell you this, sometimes when I get down in the dumps, and that happens, right? It happens with all of us. It certainly happens to ministers. Uh, I believe ministry is the best job in the world. I would encourage other young men to do it. But at the same time, it's also very emotionally taxing sometimes and spiritually taxing. And there's highs and lows of ministry. When I get really down in the dumps, you know what one of the best things to do for me is? To go to the hospital, to go to the nursing home, those sorts of places, and go minister to people. It will boost your spirits like you, you won't believe if you get out of your comfort zone and you go do those things. I promise you it will. Because I've seen it in my own life and I've seen it in the lives of, of other people around me as well. So please, get involved as an everyday Christian in community service. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Everyday Christian Podcast. I want to briefly introduce the next episode, which, Lord willing, will come out August 17th, and that is Everyday Christians and Entertainment. And that's an important topic, isn't it? Because our lives are really consumed with a lot of entertainment. If we're being honest, probably too much entertainment, right? And I've got some statistics I'm going to share with you in that episode. How much time people spend on on uh, television and and cell phones and that sort of thing. And it's alarming, to say the least. So I hope that you will join me for that episode. I'm also going, at the, the end of that episode, I'm going to offer some tips for clean, good entertainment. And I hope that you'll stick around for that at the end of that episode and maybe it'll help you in, in making wise decisions on the uh, things that you choose for your entertainment. Thank you so much for joining me for the Everyday Christian Podcast. Please like us on Facebook and uh, check out our blog as well, which I haven't written a lot of 
uh, articles lately on the blog, but I plan on getting that back up and going soon. And uh, just check us out and share the, the podcast, share the blog, please, if you would. That would really help us grow. And I'm really enjoying uh, watching the podcast grow. And, uh, of course, we had a lull uh, with uh, Season 1 coming to end. We haven't had a lot of listens lately, of course. But I'm looking forward to watching those listens climb back up, those downloads uh, climb back up as uh, the podcast gets going again here in Season 2. Thank you so much. Hope you're doing well. And I look forward to you joining me for subsequent episodes of the Everyday Christian Podcast.